0: Welcome to the Table Podcast, where we discuss issues of God and culture. Brought to you by Dallas Theological Seminary.
1: Welcome to the Table. We discuss issues of God and culture. I'm Darrell Bach, Executive Director for Cultural Engagement at the Hendrick Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. And today, our topic is nonprofits, nonprofit organizations. And we have over here, our guest Mike Wiltz, who is a, whose official title is is President and CEO of the Hope Center. President and, and CEO—that's CEO. Yeah. that's the that you got the double whammy. I did get the double whammy here. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so he's going to help explain what the Hope Center is, and that's our way into thinking about uh, about nonprofits and what they do for us in in. Uh, and how they serve our communities. So that's where we're headed. And then I have over here Milissy Pipkin, who's an associate at the Hendricks Center. And uh, Milissy, uh, I think I'll start with you. Um, so, why are you at the table today? Tell us about your background and and uh, and the kinds of things that you used to do that this represents another opportunity to do.
2: Thank you so much, Daryl. Absolutely love the Lord, Mm -hmm. as everyone here at this table. Mm -hmm. Um, And what brings me here is an opportunity to utilize over 30 years of experience of not only doing my own television talk show for public broadcasting for PBS, but also being a news anchor and a reporter of over 30 years for commercial television stations up and down the eastern seaboard in the south. So this is sort of my forte Uh and what I do at the Hendrick Center I just love because it gives me an opportunity to culturally engage making sure we bring God into the whole thing because at the end of the day he's creator he's maker of all things sustainer of all things so this is just a wonderful opportunity for me to just give him glory for the gift that I have of just being a journalist and I well, love it
1: okay so so you're getting you're kind of getting the full court press here you got two of us <laughs> actually who are hosting who are going to ask you about what what's going on here so there's a there's a there's a tradition it's a little bit it's a little bit like hazing. Uh, That's always the first question we ask any guest who's here for the first time, and that is, What's a nice guy like you doing in the <laughs> gig that you have? How did you get to the Hope Center? I think that's has uh, got
3: us on the throne and he uh, gave me the spiritual boot to get me to where he needs me to be. So uh, it's the only other way to explain it. It just has a way of connecting the dots.
1: Okay. So you ended up at the Hope Center. Let's talk about what the Hope Center is, What uh, because mo- mo- I imagine most people, well, if they live in the Dallas area, some may have heard of the Hope Center, but a Help Center, but a lot of people wouldn't. And if you don't live in the Dallas area, you'd have no no idea what the Hope Center is. So a, it sounds hopeful, the title. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. There's a lot of hope. Yeah, there's the a lot hope, of hope. Tell <laughs> us about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
3: hopeful in my answer. Um, <laughs> it's um, – it's a uh, well, I would say it's a crossroads of ministry. There's 57 ministries that reside in a 185,000 square foot building in Plano, Texas, just north of the Richardson border. And um, – it's a like I say it's a crossroads where 57 ministries come together to lock arms to figure out how we collaborate together, work together and reach 143 countries. So we have a say at the Hope Center that a lot of people want to reach the world at the Hope Center. We're reaching the we're reaching the world, so.
1: So you've got a huge array of different kinds of ministries. Can I ask you kind of the spectrum of the kinds of things the groups that you're hosting?
3: Well, we have a lot. Um, We have a lot of equipping ministries, Mm -hmm. Bible studies, uh, discipleship. We have outreach, global outreach, church planning. Uh, We focus a lot on the kids, um, orphans. Um, There's um, legal support there for uh, religious injustice. We have a lot of programs that actually go in and support the churches, um, like daycare. Um, We have a university there that does classes. Um, So... um, we have professional speakers that, preach, that speak all over the world, mm-hmm. and so it's just a ray of of support and ministry that's just been birthed out of
1: there. So I'll give you I'll give you two that I'm aware of. One is what uh, a group called Point of View. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kirby Anderson. Who, so you you host. You, you, I could view him as a competitor. Okay, <laughs> you, you you host someone who has their own radio show and who does their own uh, radio work and. Uh, Broadcasts on the radio, and then on the other range, you've got Dan Wallace's group that looks at biblical manuscripts. Right, right, absolutely. So
2: I, I think that's, that's pretty big spec- spectrum. That's a pretty big
1: spectrum. Yeah. Exactly right. Wrong. Yeah,
3: we have we have Indiana Jones and uh, incredible uh,
1: ministry that reaches the entire country through uh, through the radio. So yeah, yeah, so. So you've got, and, and you've got. I, I take it you also have some uh, international radio ministries that are housed at the Hope Center. Yeah, we, do. we right? have
3: we have people that are broadcasting into all, all parts of the world. Some of them are transitioning to be more local tra- or broadcast now, but yeah, they broadcast out of the Hope Center and reach them di- reach individuals digitally. We actually have a radio station as well. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah, Maybe another competitor. I'm
1: not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how long I want to talk to you anyway.
2: <laughs> so I'm really interested in how a vision like this gets started. Yeah. Who and what and how did this come to be? Because it really sounds huge.
3: Yeah, so June Hunt's really kind of the one that came up with the idea. A couple people around her came up with the idea, and she was moving her Hope for the Heart ministries into a bigger space. And some people around her that loved her really well said, you know, why don't you expand what you're going to... Purchase and, and include other ministries, and so the whole idea behind it would be to create a really good world-class uh, building where ministries can actually afford to rent space there. And so, our our square footage rental is well below market. So it's her way of just saying, I think that I'd love to be able to share on an incredible space, um, but actually extend that to other ministries. So in
2: a lot of ways, this is her ministry. This is her way of giving back in a huge way. She certainly, yeah, yeah, she,
3: along with some people that are alongside her, certainly uh, started with the idea. and. And I think it's just been amazing just to watch over 13 years what's happened.
1: Yeah, anyone who knows June knows her heart for ministry and the way she wants to serve the Lord. And, the way, and this has been a very concrete way of doing it. So it's uh, uh, really a nice space. Now, most people go, okay, so you got all the square footage. I forgot what the number was. You gave it to me.
3: 185,000 square
1: 185, feet. 185,000. That's – it's a lot of ministry. That's a lot. That's a lot of space. <laughs> it's a lot of space. It's a lot of space. I was going to say a lot of hot air, but I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> anyway, um, so so that's a lot of space. But your intent is is not merely to be kind of a landlord.
3: That is true. That is true. What I've kind of uh, watched is what I. There's three things that we're looking to move the Hope Center forward. One of them is just equipping, or I would say, intentional collaboration. So as you sit and talk to nonprofits, profits you talk to churches, there's so much in their lane of what they're trying to do. It's just more or less to be able to say pause and say, let's just pause for a second and let's find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. So for as an example, we have 23 ministries that are serving in Africa alone. Mm. So the question that we're asking is, do you know that there's other ministries in the Hope Center that are serving right alongside you that we could come together to be better together? So it's just that intentional piece. I think the second piece that we're looking for is uh, efficiency through shared resources. Mm -hmm. So um, this is a beautiful recording studio. Do we need a bunch of recording studios, or should we have one, and that we could all share that resource? And so it brings the cost down for ministries to to support their ministry and do it more cost-effectively. And really the last space that we're looking at, I'm calling it, is amplification of message. So what is it that the world needs to hear, cultural engagement? What are those topics that need to be tackled? Um, some people are afraid to tackle them. Some people don't know exactly what the right speaker is or whatever the case may be, but the Hope Center provides a, a great venue space and a core of a neutral uh, playing field, if you will, to be able to get after some of these topics biblically and, and to be able to, to amplify God's message.
1: So, That's good. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you one more question, and then I have Melissa uh, turn on her journalistic uh, uh, vibes. Um uh, when you got to the Hope Center, uh, it, are there any particular ministries that you came across and became acquainted with when you went, you know, I don't even think I knew that something like that existed, and and man, that's interesting.
3: Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs>
3: where do you start? Yeah, where do you start? I'd say probably about 80% of them will fell in that category. Some of them I wow. knew that were there, Yeah. but some of the smaller ones that have a more unique behind-the-scenes uh, approach to reaching some of the most difficult places in the world, you know, that um it's just jaw dropping kind of what they're doing. But it's a it's interesting to see the personal story of some of the smaller ministries what God's laid on their heart and as a result the ministry has birth. And so that's the stuff that kind of gets my attention of uh, they felt they saw felt need and they maybe left the corporate world to kind of do that. So
1: I seem to remember when we – you gave me a personal tour of the Hope Center a while back, and I seem to remember – I don't remember the name of the ministry, but it was a ministry that worked with, um, with with I guess, orphans and widows and that kind of thing that, that you know, really tried to meet a, a, a need. And you sit there and you look at this and you go, how can you do this from such a distance? You know, how does that work? Those kinds of – that kind of a question. Yeah.
3: Yeah, um, we have orphans outreach, and we have a, another ministry that uh, say, see orphans that is in Russia. And so, for example, sent a message out to say how are we doing in Ukraine and Russia. And we have eleven ministries there, and a couple of them were right there uh, serving um, the orphans coming across the border and and helping out with the women as well. So there's another ministry that has a hospital in Romania. Need him ministry that serves. So there is, without question, intentional. There's, there's, there's ministries there that actually help help provide funding for you too, if you're looking to to uh, adopt someone. So kind of a different, a lot of different spaces with how we how we love on the orphans and and,
1: and handle and love just really love on them well. And how do – I said I had one last question, but I'm lying because I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but. Um, how do you help those ministries connect to the local church so that people in churches can understand what's going on, at, not That's just good. at the Hope Center, but across across um, uh, across the believing community? What a great question. Thanks for that question. Yeah, um, Just
3: yesterday, I had um, um, 22 executive pastors, I think 15 of them showed up um, for the first time, and there's two things we're trying to do there, kind of the same thing. Sit across some table that speak the same language and say these individuals help move the church. They're the problem solvers, the ones behind the scenes making all that happen, and then introduce them to the Hope Center. That says a lot of times the churches will try to invent it internally right. first. When you have right down the road fifty seven ministries that are just willing to help. So it was uh, for, so just yesterday that we had fifteen churches and I think half of them or maybe three quarters of them the first time they've been in the Hope Center. Then they didn't even know that. The place existed. I'm also reaching out to a couple of senior pastors and have in bringing them over for some tours and kind of the same conversation. Did you know this place even existed? And really, how can we help?
1: So, so what we have, what we've had in, in, is a group a, a location that's been housing all these ministries, but the trick now is to get them connected in such a way that they're mutually supportive of one another on the one hand, but they also can connect to the local churches that are looking for outreach ministries on the other. And that's a perfect um, uh, perfect landing place for just talking about nonprofits in general and thinking through the role of the nonprofit, because I think most people think, well, if it's going to happen, it's got to happen in the local church. But the flip side of that is, if the local church tries and do it, the local church may not be able to do some of the things that these nonprofits are doing. So. With that table set. Well, you almost asked the question. You might as well put it out there because,
2: you know, I don't want to take away from what you just said because that's really good to talk about the nonprofit component. But I was thinking also the, the parachurch component mm-hmm. and the real definition of that for people who may not be as familiar with that. And I can't think of a better person to talk about that than somebody who's working with 57 of them, including themselves. Yeah. So how do you see what would what, what be your definition of the parachurch? And again, going don't want to be remiss of what Dr. Bach was just asking about the nonprofit profits? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great question. I, I, I have a tendency to simplify everything so it's not complicated. It's okay. But uh, <laughs> okay. if you talk to the parachurch ministries, they say we are the church, and you mm-hmm. kind of alluded to that at the That's beginning. Right. Um, but they have probably unique skill set or services or resources that they can provide that they're passionate about. So it's just really set up to, to support the church. Um, and what I found out is I've was on a church staff for 12 years what I found what was happening to the church is that there's so many demands on the church, and the staff, the dollars they're going towards staff have to change. So it's less about Sunday, it's more about digital, it's more about marketing, it's more about social media, and the more that they change, it kind of changes who the church is. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually one of the reasons why I kind of stepped away, because I said, well, the church needs to really stay focused on its due north and what its the purpose of that is, and there are solutions already out there, so the church doesn't necessarily have to reinvent itself because there's plenty of solutions people out there that, are, that want to help
1: so one of the things that you're advocating is this is kind of a partnering relationship between the local church and the and the parish they both have church in their name right and and, uh, and and it's a reminder I want to make this observation theologically the church is not a building it's not a location it's a group of people who share a certain common theological uh confession and recognition of their need for God and what Christ has done for them. So if that's the church, then certainly uh, just because you're not meeting on a Sunday in a building doesn't mean you're not part of the church, although the local gathering and the gathering together for a shared ministry and a shared mission is part of what the church is supposed to do and be. And so you're connecting pieces. The thing that strikes me about something like the Hope Center and the kind of ministries that you mentioned and what they do is these are not things that come easily to a local church body. They don't don't happen by default, you know, and they certainly don't happen even sometimes with intention. Um, But what you're offering are a variety of ministries. Uh, with experience in these areas that the local church generally staff doesn't have experience in, isn't inclined to go there without some intentionality, etc. And frankly, if you just think about the missions wing of a local church, many missions wings of a local church couldn't do their missions program without that's right nonprofit, yes right. uh, nonprofit parachurch structures, right for sure. Yeah, so you're feeling pretty important. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know what, and, and Opportunistic. It's, it's
2: even bigger than just the, the even that uh, what you're just saying about the nonprofit and the and the parachurch. The church, in, in my opinion, doesn't have the ability to do all that you can do. Right, right. Um, they don't have, like you're saying, they, they don't have the staff. They don't have the funds. They right. don't have the time. They don't have that. But what you do and and other parachurches, uh, what you're able to provide are prongs of the church. That can reach out and grab and pull in those areas that may be underserved to some degree. Completely. And then you love well, yeah. uh, loving God and loving people. And so, you know, you're meeting the mandate and you're doing the work. And so, yeah, um, hats off to you and what you're doing, by the way. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> from, on behalf of the Hendrix Center and myself and, and Daryl, because um, to put all of that under one umbrella and then to be able to offer it as a resource to people and to churches and and, and to our community is really to be commended. So we thank you for all that you guys
3: do. We're all blessed. And one of the stories I like to tell that I think tells us pretty well is that there's church planting going on in Africa. And Mercy Ships is one of our ministries there. And for those that don't know, Mercy Ships is a a floating hospital, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the church planters and say, do you have people in your church that are sick that need surgery? Last time I checked... I know I'm not very good at surgery, but there's a new ship that's coming in a new location soon in, in Africa. But So you know the owner of that hospital. So, you know, let's let's start working together to, to be able to really take care of people.
1: Mm. And, and the other thing that I think is important, because we've tended to talk about even the Hope Center as its own location, is that actually one of the goals that you have is to pull together nonprofits that aren't housed in the center – but that sometimes show up for events and that kind of thing. So you're so even though you have, I think you said fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Ministries? Mm-hmm. I, I think I remember that number right. <laughs> uh, okay, so fifty. I think of Heinz fifty-seven catch There you that go. There you easy. go. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a good season. Okay. All right. So so anyway, so you got fifty-seven ministries there, but you're actually connected to other ministries that aren't located there, and some of whom are looking to come to the center so they can get. What it is that the center can provide to a to a nonprofit is that right?
3: That is, yeah, that is correct. So we have um, 30, 32 ministries on the waiting list trying to get in. Um, wow! And and a lot of ministries that are they'll just they'll have their meetings right there in our lobby and and be able to do that. But the other piece of that is E three just actually did this um, about a month ago. But they invited uh, other church planning ministries from all over the country into the Hope Center to have a strategy session of how to collectively go after Africa. So we will we'll, we'll have conferences all the time and invite people in to do that collaboration even if you're not a ministry within the home center.
1: So so you've got just to just to make it clear, you've got you've got space that you rent out to these to these ministries at a at a an exceedingly reasonable price. Uh, but you also have gathering spaces. So you I know you've got a place where you can hold a conference and you can put together a big conference and there's a big meeting room where that can – you've got smaller conference rooms where people can meet. So you don't have to be at the Hope Center to utilize what the Hope Center is offering to the, to the churches and to these communities and for these ministries that don't have those kinds of capabilities, you mentioned a studio earlier, and don't have those capabilities, you offer all these, I guess I would call them amenities, that alongside their office space, or even if they're not at the Hope Center, to ministries that can utilize them, I I would assume, that, that allows them to use the space for ministry in ways that they can't provide for themselves
3: completely yeah we're we're all the same team uh-huh. and so we right. want to we want to do this together i think one of the things i have to also though mention though is one of the most key ingredients and our recipe is our cafe. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? Eaten? Oh, you yeah. got it. You oh. got it. In the food. <laughs> I just had lunch
1: there. A few, just a few. away the church's heart is <laughs> a stomach. Our,
3: our chef. You don't need to leave the building because the food is just right unbelievable. There. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah. so, so
2: is that open to the public? Open, how, open to the okay. public. Yeah. Very good. Because I was going to ask you too. Like you said, you have a waiting list of over thirty-three ministries mm-hmm. or parachurches churches trying to get in there. Right. Organizations. How do you? What's your criteria? Well, I think our first priority
3: is to take care of the tenants that are in there. There's a lot of ministries in there that are just really expanding, and we can't keep up with the growth, which is a really good problem to have. Mm -hmm. Um, We also um, feel that we're a little bit unique in the fact that we want to steward the space really well. So we feel that if you're – most landlords, if you don't show up to work, we're good with that because it's less wear and tear in the building. We actually say we want to utilize every single square inch of this. So if there's other ministries that come in. so. As ministry models change within our tenants, we'll have conversations with them to say, can we better utilize some of the space? And, of course, they're com- very accommodating to try to, to make that happen. So we also that's one of the things we take care of, the tenants that are in there first. The other thing we l- look at is um, just a diverse location. Di- diverse so if we kind of have some Good. of those ministries in there already, we're looking – we just – uh, I added a minister recently that goes is actually after goes after Chinese uh, Chinese market in a Chinese country and and uh, we never were in China before so that was a really you know just so we we try to diversify as much as possible when we're. we're Take a look at some of the ministries
1: and you're in tra- the hope center to some degree is transitioning, is that right? I mean, you you have become in in your role and you, you're relatively new to the role, right? I mean, how, how long have you been seven there? months? Seven months, yeah, okay. rookie. yeah, so he, he, he's just getting rolling. Well, congratulations, <laughs> you're <just> an opportunity, <laughs> yeah, he's just getting rolling. But one of the things that that I think you've sought to bring is to, is to make sure the hope center is more than a landlord and really does really does take advantage of the pooling of talent that is in the building in many ways, right?
3: Right, right. So, yeah, when I was candidating for the position, that's kind of one of the things that I just said, was there is so much potential here. You know, the Holy Spirit math is one plus one is five or ten or a thousand, right? Mm -hmm. So we're stronger together. Mm -hmm. And so that's a cultural shift. That's always been part of the – that's been always part of the strategy for the Hope Center. But a lot of it, I would say, is more organic – Mm -hmm. meet somebody at the coffee bar and, hey, can we have a conversation? So I think the intentionality behind it is uh, what we're trying to drive to. So you're working hard
1: to foster that environment and make sure that the people who come in, this is actually piggybacking off of – uh, Millsy's question, and that is is, you're one of the things that you're looking for are ministries that are, aren't just want to show up for office space, but that actually do want to walk in and say, I want to take advantage of the full environment that's represented here and the kind of cross-fertilization that can take place. Completely.
0: God is a genius storyteller, and the evidence of this is threaded throughout Scripture. These stories will spark holy curiosity in your own faith. Because once you see these connections, you can't unsee them. God wastes no person, place, or thing. Listen and subscribe to Holy Curiosity with Kat Armstrong on your favorite podcast platform.
2: Yeah, completely. Now, you guys are located in Plano. Right. I, I I kind of have a two-pronged question. Okay. I know that's not good to ask about two questions, but I'm kind of like wondering, like, are there plans to expand? And then the second question is just that. What are your what How do you see yourself growing? Right. Well, great question. So we're landlocked where we are. Uh, can't go up, can't
3: go out. And so um, kind of the, the two-pronged um, strategy of growth is this. The, the first one is just spending the next year to two years really – getting this collaboration piece down and really understand who we are and what we're doing so we can execute that well. And then the other thing, we get calls all the time all over the country for, can you help us do this? So um, that would be a, uh, a longer-term solution to be able to do that where a lot of ministry currently exists to be able to go do that. So again, one of the things that's we ben- we have the benefit of if we have June Hunt behind us to be able to financially support that. So it takes some dollars to, to get that model up and running. Um, so that's a conversation that's on the table from a couple years out. That says okay. where other investors are interested in duplicating that. We're completely on board with leaning in to make that happen and help facilitate that. So
1: now I'll ask what I th- I think I would say is a challenging question, and that is so you're <laughs> Be lo- nice. So you're, I will. <laughs> so you're located in Plano, okay? So you know anyone who knows the map of Dallas knows it goes Dallas, Richardson, Plano at least. Yeah, you know, right. more or less. Right, and so at least if you're headed north up up uh, up uh, seventy five Central Expressway, okay, and, and and yet your ministries cover globally. Do you have many? I'm, I'll ask it this this first part of the question this way: Do you have many ministries that are concentrating on how the Dallas Fort Worth community, the local community in particular, is served? Are most of your ministries national or global?
3: That's a head scratcher for me. Um, I would say most of us are national and global. Uh-huh. Um, Union Mich- Mission Gospel is one that's local. So uh-huh. there are there are ministries that support churches that can make it local. But really, the tenets that we currently have are are more are more global, and that's a that's an area that I want to be able to grow in to be able to support that. The other thing is interesting though when you start to talk to the churches, yes, it gets to be more of a how do we partner with the churches to help that versus um, necessarily, so how- you're
1: sensing where I'm going, yeah. which is which is on the one hand, you've got this location with all these national, global ministries in which you know the prongs are going out, but they're going outside the DFW community. Yeah. I could see another hub, for lack of a ministry hub, that might be focused and concentrating on on the local community per se in that kind of way. And your way to deal with that. Is to say, well, if we can get connected to local churches and help them come together, mm-hmm. then we can we can impact the local community, even yep. though our ministries are mostly national yeah. and global. Right, C- completely, yeah.
3: Yeah, we, another ministry, we, Dallas Baptist is there, mm-hmm. and so they they do classes all, you know.
1: Meet there. That's when you said you had a university on it. Saying, "Go, man! That's that's pretty good. You got all this." There's another competitor, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I, 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 I'm feeling. And the more longer I talk to you, the more nervous I get. But anyway, well, DTS doesn't doesn't have office there
3: yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, uh,
1: so I, I guess the challenge is is that it would be very easy to take the model that you have, which is a national and global model, and place of ministry, and create a a similar kind of hub that would be dedicated to the more local community Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, I I think that's a really
3: good question. When you start to look at is there other hope centers across the country, there's more of those Uh that says, as you're coming in, we need to know how are you going to impact the local community. Mm -hmm. And – and so for sure that's a, that's an avenue that we could take a look at
1: interesting but it'd
3: be I think in, in the midst of partnership sure. right
1: exactly mm-hmm. so um, so I mean because uh, of course the, the value of what you offer to local churches is this ability f- to help the local church reach beyond itself and its own community into these other communities which many uh, local churches need that capability of outreach because they aren't going to be able to do it themselves right they have to have the partnerships in order to be able to do you have an example
2: of how you of how you all are working with the church that you want to share with us well
3: i think it's like i said it for me because i've come from that world it's a it's relationships Mm -hmm. so um again we just started the conversation honestly yesterday
2: okay okay when i
3: had the executive pastors in and i've had a handful of senior pastors in
2: um, and, when, and when they come to the Hope Center, what do they see? We've I, talked about the fifty-seven ministries under one hundred eighty-five thousand square feet, and we're talking about a nice place to eat. <laughs> but what else? Will those we are see? all the basic requirements. <laughs> well, I, I would say, having
3: having been an executive pastor, what I see and what I they saw yesterday, I believe, was um, they're constantly having to solve problems, or build something, or get people mobilized or whatever that looks like. That's where that the bug stops is on that executive pastor, executive director table. So when you walk in and you say, I have all of this help right here. Um, I don't need to reinvent what I'm doing, or at minimum I can I can have a conversation to get some good advice for what I should be doing. I think it was somewhat of a relief to know that that's, that's a well-kept secret, but hopefully not going to be a well-kept secret for churches so oh, your okay.
1: point is you're trying to help people network mm-hmm. and 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 a lot of those spokes for that networking already exist. it's just a matter of connecting uh, I'm thinking of the computer image you know it's a matter of putting the HDMI cord into the yeah. c- <laughs> HDMI socket in the computer Yeah. Right.
3: Well it, what I find fascinating is you know the culture right now I don't need to tell you th- what the culture's doing but <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit of polarization and isolation. Right. And I I see the churches, and quite honestly, the parachurch organization, kind of staying in their lane, doing their thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a head scratcher to me that says we're all in this together. Why are we yeah. doing? Why yeah. are we not yeah. working together? I mean, that's right. Well, God's designed us to be able to use our gifts to be in unity together. So let's let's be an example, really, to the world of this. This is how it's supposed to work. So.
1: So the goal is to get the word out, let people know what's what's here, et cetera. You said many of the people who walked into that building yesterday didn't even know you existed or what or, or what was in the building, what what the possibilities were, et cetera. And to and to build that opportunity for for networking, perhaps even networking in ways that they hadn't even contemplated ever before. Right. And so I imagine that a lot of those people went, Wow, I mean this this is Think about the opportunities that this represents, et cetera, and the – I mean, uh, I I think about that – the mercy ship that you were talking about that's the floating hospital. I think about the ministry that my wife has been involved in that sent her down to – to the Amazon in in, in Brazil uh, multiple times and, and Amazon outreach exactly right they're in the hotel there, there, there you go okay so there you go you're back and and, and she's 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 on a boat sleeping on a hammock yes. uh, you know having the having the I guess I'd call it the real Amazon experience yeah. mm. as opposed to the romantic Amazon right. experience right. and uh, opened her eyes to. Uh, a level of ministry and a level of care and the and the condition of the church in another part of the world that, that she had never been exposed to before.
3: Yeah. yeah, and that's I think the other thing that that those stories are told throughout the building, right? Uh-huh. It's like yeah. you're not going to believe what happened yesterday and so just there's a there is just really a culture of hope in the building of storytelling of how God is working. Um, we had there's another part of the Hope Center that no one really sees but y- even yesterday we have people that come by the hope center that are suicidal mm-hmm. and they see the sign mm-hmm. and they pull in and they go wow. i don't know what this place is but here's it just happened yesterday and of course we have a building full of pastors and uh market <laughs> marketplace awesome. chaplain ceo yeah. of the marketplace jason brown had a chance just to
2: Council right there on counsel the spot. Council right there love, on the spot. Yeah. Wow. And that's, so it's, that's just a, it's just kind of a. Probably saved a life.
3: Probably saved the, a life. The Lord yeah. used your
2: resources to save a life. Yeah. yeah and it happened
3: Unfortunately, or fortunately, how you want to look at it, it happens when they see that sign. That's what they're coming in for is some hope. So. Wow. It's amazing. It's not necessarily on the flyer, but it's certainly we want to love on people and whatever that may be. So.
2: Huh. I'm so glad you shared that. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's that, just amazing. That is an amazing yeah. story. Um, so, um, what what other what other secrets does the center have? <laughs> <laughs> what are the kinds of hope? <laughs> well,
3: I would say that if you uh, if you want to come over for lunch, uh-huh. we have this beautiful space in the back, this beautiful garden To just want to retreat with a cup of coffee, it's hmm. just uh, just a great place to unwind and and chillax.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at you! Chill out, <laughs> relax. Let's relax. Relax. chill and relax. Exactly. All yeah, put together. How about one, that? <laughs> that, that that's, you must be from Chicago. I, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has, he has a lot of great likes in his experience. Anyway. <laughs> um, so um, so, as you think about this, you've been at this seven months, and you're you're into it, and you, and we're thinking about the role of uh, of the. Nonprofit, etc. What, what would be what would be your what would be your hope for nonprofits? Okay, you, you're at the Hope Center and you're thinking about nonprofits. And if 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 um, what you have in mind were to come to fruition, what would it look like in say five or ten years?
3: Boy, I would envision an environment of natural collaboration mm-hmm. um, where we're storytelling how. Um, ministries are coming together because they love and, and lean on each other and celebrate the differences but celebrate what they're be able to do together is better mm-hmm. um, so just that culture of thinking outside of your lane mm-hmm. and understanding the big picture with how God's at work and um, and uh, just uh, that would be ideal for me that that's what you walk into and that's what that's a normative conversation
1: interesting
2: so um... So you really did end up being the perfect guy for that job.
3: <laughs> well, I, I, if you would like, yeah, the jury's still out. I'm still young. I'm excited about the start. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, it's good it's
1: it's, uh, it's uh, you know I, I I I guess it's disclosure time. I've watched a little bit up close. Uh, what he walked into I knew what he was walking coming from <laughs> in terms of not where he had been before but where the hope center had been before mm-hmm. and um watching him lay plans and and begin to do the work of of really hands-on ministry in some ways um it's been it's been encouraging to see and to and we you know hope that the what you have laid out in front of you you know well, yes, yeah,
3: I appreciate that. I think that you know, the head scratcher for me or the spiritual boot was I had that twenty-plus years in the corporate world, mm-hmm. and then I had a twelve. To, well, if you can count my elder years, sixteen years in the ministry world, and just saying, God, what, what are we doing with both of those? And mm-hmm. so to be able to come into the Hope Center and sit across from ministry, and say, "Tell me about your ministry," mm-hmm. you know, and just to be able to dive into whatever that is and to be able to emotionally engage, it's been it's been a blessing to have. Both of those experiences in my past.
2: I kind of feel where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. 30 years of working in the secular world and broadcasting and print media and all these other things. And then you come into ministry and here at the seminary, at Dallas Theological Seminary. And for the last five, six years, it's been, okay, what do I do with all this to bring this together, Lord? Yeah. And then you just lean in, like you're saying, you lean in and you wait. and And then you answer the call when you get it. Right. You know, and you trust him. Right. And
1: Sounds so she – uh, the, the, our stories are very, very similar in the sense of she thought when she came here for seminary that she had left her broadcasting stuff yeah. behind. Yeah. You know, been there, done that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Lo and behold, she runs into us, <laughs> or we run into her, I'm yeah. not sure. And, uh, and she's bringing this experience, and we're doing these podcasts, and we're drawing on the experience that she has, and we're trying to – help her think about that in a ministry And I'm enjoying context, being
2: then. loved yeah. <laughs> by good people and there loving them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can imagine that's happening for you. For sure. Yeah. And when I think about what's going on with the parachurch and that sort of thing, you're turning, you're having to put 33 ministries on hold, nonprofits on right. hold. I know it's tough. But at the end of the day, what do you say to either those on hold or to those who are waiting to be birthed? What kind of encouragement, what kind of... What can you tell them yeah. about holding on a little longer, about waiting on the Lord?
3: Yeah, uh, good, good question. I think a couple things we say is uh, we usually tell the stories of people that have been praying for seven, ten years and a little bit about when they finally got the call that says, we have an opening for you, that, you know, uh, god's timing is always always best mm-hmm. so it can happen and it's a it's just it's a and it's great to be able to celebrate Mold with hope. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um, but in the meantime you know we have incredible venues and tables to come have your ministry meetings here Here's the That's coffee good. bar get to know get us. to know us That's yeah. good. you know and so you know we'll so they're not really out
2: Right. You you guys are pretty pulling them in as you right. keep indicating. You right. Keep saying, "Here we are. Here's a table, for right. that matter. You know, right. here's a place Going to be here's a part a of the space. family. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're part of the family. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very good.
1: Yeah. So, well, uh, uh, Mike, uh, if you were if you were to encourage someone leading a, a, a nonprofit, or or maybe if you were to offer some Less as I realize you're just into this, but still, um, what w- what would you say to the to the number? Non- because one of the challenges, of course, of being a nonprofit is just just executing the space, and particularly sometimes uh, having to um, wrestle with. Uh, we are a nonprofit. We don't. Mm-hmm. We aren't generating our own income in many cases. Mm-hmm. We are ministering. So, do you have any advice for nonprofits based upon the experience and the interaction you've had with them at the Hope Center?
3: Yeah, Uh, gosh, great question. Um, I think it's be obedient to your call. Uh Um, The good news about being at the Hope Center is that you get to see some pretty um, mature and you know big big ministries. That started with a dream, mm-hmm. and then you also get to see the ones that have are just are just have left the corporate world or whatever the, their story is mm-hmm. to start their ministries, and so you get to see the whole gamut and you can see the maturation of all that. But I think it's if you know God has called you, um, and He doesn't make mistakes, um, you could see different stages of that. And uh, unfolding right before your eyes, and and you get to cry with them, you get to hug them, and you get to celebrate. And uh, it's you know his his call is is right, then it God will take care
1: of you. You know the beauty of the collaboration that can happen at at the Hope Center is is that you have you probably do have that mix of people who've been at this for years um, or have. Yeah, I imagine you have several people who served uh, overseas for a long time and now have come back here to to finish their 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 careers in ministry, that kind of thing. And then you've got the person who's just starting out and learning the ropes. And so to be able to put that all together in one room and have someone with experience come alongside someone who might not have that much yeah. experience. Yeah. That's got to be that's got to be in uh, Potentially encouraging, particularly for the person who's just trying to figure it out.
3: Yeah, it's really fun to watch. There is some incredible individuals over there that just hang out at the coffee bar, and you just grab them by the hand. It's like I got introduced you to this guy or this gal, and you need to get to know them. And you know, two weeks later, they're sitting there having coffee and see see that relationship build is is incredible.
1: So sometimes the staffs that are in the Hope Center are are. One or two people, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it is the ministry, might be the ministry headquarters, might be no more than that. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, they, if they were ministering on their own outside the Hope Center, they'd feel pretty isolated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the CEO, I'm the donor
3: person, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the best, or I'm the, I'm the PR. curriculum writer of PR. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You work in a
2: coffee shop, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We <Me> <laughs> very,
1: very true for that. So, so it's challenging. Uh, I mean, there's an element. There's an element of there's an element of being at least a certain kind of nonprofit that can be pretty mm. challenging because it's all on very few <clears throat> shoulders. Completely. Yeah. yeah,
3: but you have that support network right there. You know, there, there's a, there's a floor. The third floor. Um, their name, they call themselves, is the Zoo Crew because they feel like they're in little cages. But it really, it's just one or two offices, and they have their own bond that they've mm. developed. And so they're all up in one part of the building and constantly leaning on each other it might be just, hey, happy birthday or what's going on with your family to I'm having a ministry challenge. And so they're all – they've developed an incredible relationship based on that environment for sure. Yeah,
1: and I think I remember in the from the tour walking through and seeing basically offices that could be described as nothing more than, than um, expanded cubicles. Right. And, um, you know, so, so it's clear in that place there's only one – or maybe at most two people who are right. representing uh, that ministry in that location, that kind of thing. Is it? Um, are you hosting? Uh, are you hosting? Uh, I don't quite know how to ask this. Are you hosting ministries for whom this may be the headquarters? But I imagine there's some ministries for which this is a regional representation yep. or something yep. like that. Yeah,
3: for sure. There's quite a few of those. Uh, Johnny and Friends has a regional office. FCA is mm-hmm. another one. Hmm. Um, Mercy Ships has two different locations, so for sure there's quite a few of those that that have a more of a regional. I see. To it, yeah.
1: Well, I I just want to thank you for for coming in and being a part of uh, of the table and helping us understand a little bit about the Hope Center and also uh, a little bit about the the real hodgepodge world that that nonprofits <laughs> are right because you get all kinds of con nonprofits in all shapes and sizes. Shapes, is that right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's. From where I, the seat I sit, I get to just engage and hear personal story, mm-hmm. right? They're the ones that are driving their, you know, their ministry, but I get to be able to receive how God's working in each one of those, and just a blessing. I to... hope
2: you're writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> it I'm is getting the testimonies. <laughs> it is
3: just a, a blessing to be able to be in that seat to listen sure. to all of that, and it's just a great place to be. So, Yeah,
1: well, we thank you for the work that you do and for what it represents and for the organizations, the 57 organizations and what was that, 180? 85,000 square feet. square feet, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, offering hope yeah, around the world. Yeah. Come on over,
3: I'll buy you lunch.
1: It's yeah, yeah. yeah, I've done that once. That's yeah. worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that food is good. Okay, good. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're there. And thanks, Melissa, for helping us with thank this. Thank you so much yeah, for allowing appreciate. me to be here.
2: Nice to meet you, nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Meet you as well. Wish <laughs> you. you the best. Yeah,
1: And we thank you all for being on the table. We hope you'll join us again soon. And uh, if you want to see more episodes, you can go to voice.dts.edu/tablepodcast, and we've got over five hundred and five hundred plus. In county, yeah. In county, yeah. We just added another one. <laughs> yes, right into the bucket. So anyway, so we thank y'all for being with us. I hope you'll join us again soon.
0: Thanks for listening to the Table Podcast, Dallas Theological Seminary. Teach truth love well